podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Boom, the boys are back and... It's time. It's time to talk uh, some K State sports. Um, whew, uh, what a weekend! What a weekend it was. Um, a, a crazy and a second straight uh, overtime win versus an inferior opponent for Drum Tanks K State Wildcats. Um, in K State, going to the uh, Pop Tarts Bowl, which is the uh, corporate Orlando Bowl, playing NC State. Um, some crazy stuff happening in, in, with the college football playoff selection. Uh, you know, the final college football playoff poll released. Um, so all sorts of stuff going on. So before we dive into things, it's a little bit of an audible. I know on Friday when I spoke with Jimmy, I said that today I'd be talking the K-State bowl game and portal stuff. I'm going to hold off um, because I think the official opening of the transfer portal uh, is on Monday. So while I don't anticipate a ton more movement for K-State, I am going to hold off recording that episode um, and I'm going to release it on Wednesday. I'll, I'll go through the folks who, at least to this point, have left, my thoughts on all of that, um, my lack of overall worry, and then... Uh, at least speak into existence where I currently think the K-State team needs to go uh, for portal pickups uh, this December before spring uh, semester starts so they can all be here for spring ball. So that's going to be released on Wednesday. I'll have a Basketball Thursday episode talking about the Villanova game, looking forward towards the LSU game um, and the Nebraska game. Um yeah, I think it's LSU than Nebraska. Uh, and then I, uh, ho- hopefully we're talking about a win. Um, hopefully not a ton of, uh, ton more news. Um, honestly, I, I will say we're going to, I'll get to it in a second. So I'll, I'll talk about uh, basketball, what we saw over the weekend, some of the stuff floating around the basketball team and, and of course, uh, the bowl game. Cause I'm excited about this bowl game. Um, before we do, we're going to give a shout out to our first sponsor. You guys know him. You guys love him. Manhattan Brewing Company, folks. The best spot to be. I'm going to stop in there on Tuesday before the game versus Villanova. Truthfully, hand up. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was not feeling great on Saturday, so I didn't make it up to Manhattan. I wasn't there for that you know, second straight overtime thriller in Bramlage Coliseum. Um, so I'm missing out, man. I, I want to get in there. I want to see the Christmas decorations. I want to have a couple great pints. Uh, taking the ambiance that is Manhattan Brewing Company. Again, you guys have heard me say it. It's the best beer in the state of Kansas. Talk to your local liquor store if they don't have it. You know, just just talk to them. Be nice. It's the holidays. Uh, I've heard 
probably close to 12 different success stories at this point of folks talking to their local liquor store here in the state of Kansas and then them getting stocked up with Manhattan Brewing Company beer. So be nice. But again, when you get to Manhattan, make that part of your routine. It's an amazing spot, amazing staff. Get in there and check out Manhattan Brewing Company. Okay, let's talk about the bowl matchup and why I'm excited about it and why I think you guys should be excited about it too. Um, I, I, I go on this rant, and I think I've said this, like what, this is the sixth year. Probably didn't talk about it in COVID because we uh, sucked and didn't go to a bowl game. Well, hell, didn't talk about Snyder's last year because we didn't go to a bowl game either. Um, sad times. But I, I love bowl season. I So many people talk about how bowl games don't matter and get rid of the bowl games and blah, blah, blah. No. I love college football, and we still have, what, the Army-Navy game, bowl season, and some of the FCS playoffs until we're done until September. Everyone is waiting and just counting down the entire summer uh, waiting for, you know, week zero to see shitty games. But you have, what, 38? I don't know how many. I don't know how many bowl games. But like 30 games, 30-plus 30 games left in this season. So I'm going to enjoy every single one of them. The saga and how K-State ended up in Orlando sure was a funny one. Um, it's one of the conversations that are, that are ongoing when it, uh, you know, this entire year, you know, you start off wanting to get back to the new year six. Um, but when that became apparent, it wasn't going to happen. All sorts of scenarios, all sorts of projections, uh, start happening. And really after the K-State KU game, I, I think it was pretty well cemented that K-State was going to go to the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Um, as much as we like to joke around with our KU friends, as much as we like to, you know, rib them about stuff, I have it on pretty good authority that the winner of the K-State KU game was going to end up in Orlando. Um, so as much as we like to needle them, as much as we like to kind of joke with the KU fans, um, they were not, they, I mean, it came down to like the, the game in Lawrence was a play-in game for the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Um, so that's a little bit of uh, fun stuff, a little a little bit more of a hot gotcha um, that, that you can hold over their head because we saw it on Twitter. KU fans were desperately just begging the Pop-Tarts Bowl to take them. Um, but, you know, they're, they're playing out in Arizona. They have to play UNLV, um, which sucks. I mean, you can't help but laugh. Uh, you know, they think they're going to Arizona – uh, to play a Big Ten team, they have to play UNLV, and then they have UNLV on their schedule next year. Um, you know, I, I would not like that if I was a KU fan, but hey, uh, makes it makes it pretty likely that they're going to get their ninth win. So good for them. Um, but looking at the K State game, so I think it was always going to be the Pop Tart Bowl. There was a little bit of anxiety, myself included, for a while um, that there could be a scenario that saw us all the way down in Memphis. I don't think that was ever realistic i think that was just k-state fans being pessimistic and going into the day there was a small a very small shot that we could have ended up in san antonio now i'm not sure i i'm i don't think it's definitive whether the alamo bowl would have taken k-state or oklahoma state if oklahoma would have gotten into the new year six they miss out on that one spot behind old miss so 
I mean, it ended up being a little bit closer than than I think we realized uh, getting to San Antonio instead of Orlando. But we ended up in Orlando, and one of the greatest sagas of all time kind of unfold. Not of all time. That's an exaggeration. Um, but the reason we K-State fans had to wait so long for the official announcement to find out who we were going to play was the ACC was so blindsided by... Florida State not getting to the playoff, uh, they had to completely redo everything. Now, the a- ACC has two tiers of bowl games. They have the A tier and the B tier, and they, they divide up their teams, and they place the teams. They take under advisement from the bowl games, but they place their teams. Um, it's, it's similar to what the SEC does. Honestly, I kind of wish the Big 12 would do this. The Big 12 just lets the lets the bowl games pick their teams. It is what it is. I don't care. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. There's a big hang-up trying to get everyone on a conference call. And then for some reason, I can't tell you the reason, it was being reported that Notre Dame could not be selected for any of the top three bowls. Uh, because for the longest time, basically all morning, all day, it was, oh, K-State, Notre Dame, Pop-Tarts Bowl. K-State, Notre Dame, Pop-Tarts Bowl. No, it's K-State, NC State. And, and I'm still pumped about this, and I, I, I talked about it last week. I thought this was going to be the matchup. I was predicting this to be the matchup. And I think it's going to be a fun matchup. Again, you have Dave Doran, who is a Kansas guy. Uh, I mean, I think he grew up in Shawnee, Kansas, where I'm recording this podcast from, not this house, not even my neighborhood, I'm sure. Um, but, but he was a he was a Kansas native. Uh, I think he has some ties back to KU. I'm pretty sure. Um, so there's going to be a little bit of feistiness there. President Linton came from uh, North Carolina to K State. So th- there's a little bit of crossover. You have the land grant stuff. Um, and, and the thing that I like most about it is K State number 25 in the final college football playoff poll. NC State, I believe, is 18. I think there's only a handful of bowl games this entire year that are, are not New Year's Six games that are between ranked teams. I believe, because I'm looking at it right now, Arizona, Oklahoma, and the Alamo Bowl. And I believe it is then K-State and Notre Dame. Or K-State and NC State, excuse me. Yeah, it's one of only two. <laughs> one of only two non-New Year's Six games between ranked teams. I think that's pretty cool. I think that is pretty darn cool. I don't know about you guys, but that brings a little bit of excitement. That brings a little bit more attention. I love that it's on the 28th, uh, 445. Look, I, I get it. It's probably not ideal for everyone. I have the entire week off between Christmas and New Year, so it works out great for me. Day after my birthday. Um, I wish I could go. Flights are insane. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a second, but I think it's a great time for a bowl game. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And again, I have not watched any NC State. I don't know anything about them, but I think this is a game K-State can win. I think this is a game that... It's not going to be the springboard that, uh, you know, playing and potentially beating Notre Dame would be. But it is a game that should, 
and, and let me preface this by saying should, because, I mean, who knows what the final AP poll and final coaches poll is going to do. But it's a game that if you win, that should land you in the final top 25 of the coaches and uh, AP poll. I believe K-State is unofficially 28th in both of those. NC State 18th and 19th in the uh, media and coaches poll as well. So again, uh, you win this game. Hopefully catapults you into back-to-back years, uh, you know, postseason top 25. Uh, You already are back-to-back years in the final college football playoff bowl, one of only 15 teams. Um, And again, the trajectory of this uh, team continues to move forward. And there's going to be a ton of excitement for Avery Johnson taking the reins at quarterback. This is a good defense. NC State is one of, that's their calling card. I I, I don't believe they're thought of as some great offensive team by any means. But they have a salty defense. So this is going to be a nice little opportunity for uh, Avery Johnson to see where he's at. This is going to give us a nice little preview to see where uh, he's at uh, as we look forward to next season. Now, would it have been fun to play Notre Dame? Yes. Would it have been... Uh, more high profile, would, would there have been more eyes on it? 110%. 110%. But I do think this is going to be about as good of a matchup as you could hope for. I also lied. So there, there is uh, Oregon State versus Notre Dame in the Sun Bowl is also going to be a top 25 bowl matchup. So I had it wrong. There's four. I apologize. I'm doing this all on the fly. Iowa, Tennessee... Uh, in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, you have K-State versus NC State in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. So shout out to Orlando getting two of the four. Oregon State, Notre Dame in the Sun Bowl. And then um, the Alamo Bowl, Arizona and Oklahoma. So again, you only get four non-New Year's Six Bowl games between uh, ranked teams. K-State's in them. And, and I, I truly do think that uh, th- this could be about as good of a situation as you could have hoped for short of playing and beating Notre Dame. We'll be building up to that. We will have uh, a game preview episode. We'll try to get some sort of primer situation where we talk to some folks from NC State here in the next uh, four weeks or so. And it'll be a build up. Um, I can't wait for it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the, the one downside is, look, unless you're wanting to pay close to a thousand bucks to fly out there, um, you're driving 18 hours. I mean, it's disgusting, just absolutely disgusting, uh, to fly to Florida during this time of the year. Um, so if anyone has a private jet, uh, that they want to take me with you to Florida, my DMs are open. Um, If anyone's going to get a big old van and road trip it down there, let me know. I don't mind driving even at nighttime. Um, But I think it would be a fun game. Again, I'm not paying that. You know, I'm not not, uh, rich enough to be be paying to fly out to Orlando uh, right around Christmas time. But I'm sure anyone who's able to get out there is going to have an absolute blast. Final thing on the bowl game before we move on to... Uh, talking a little bit about basketball before we wrap up this quick. I mean, this is going to be pretty short for a Monday show. Apologize for it, but again, most of the day was kind of kept waiting for the bowl announcement. Um, got some quotes from Chris Kleiman when it comes to uh, the bowl game. 
Um, but before we do, shout out to Charlie Hustle. Look, I hate, I hate, hate, hate that it happened um, a year too late for my liking. But Charlie Hustle, they're dropping some Big 12 championship merch. So if you have a Texas fan in your life, I'm sorry. Uh, but check out charliehustle.com. Get them a much better championship t-shirt for football or volleyball um, than anything they could find on any other website. Um, and also, hey, look, it's getting close to Christmas time. They're, they're doing their 12 days of hustle-miss. Uh, so check out everything that they have. They have a new drop or a new promo every single day. for the Well, not every single day, but for the next 10 days because we're already into hustle-miss. So go check it out. Buy some gifts for your loved ones. I already have all my uh, friends and family hooked up. Uh, so get on it soon. Get on it soon before all the good stuff sells out. Because again, their merch is comfortable. Their merch is stylish. It's literally the best officially licensed K-State or college gear in the world. So get over there today. Thank me later. CharlieHustle.com. Vintage Made Fresh. And of course, they have all the great Casey Hart stuff. They just dropped a Christmas plaid Casey Hart shirt that I might have already just bought for myself. So check him out. Shout out to Charlie Hustle. Go there today. All right, Chris Kleiman. Um, just some some quotes. Um, doesn't sound like there's going to be many opt outs amongst the seniors, the non transfers. Um, he says that he expects expects if not all, most of the seniors to participate. He's not worried about opt out opt outs, which is good to hear. Uh, that means you'll get one more game with all those offensive linemen. Um, we'll see about Ben Sennett. I, I kind of had my concerns. We'll see. Um, because, you know, he, he's going to get ready for the Senior Bowl. I know he's tight with, uh, you know, Will Howard. We'll see if Ben Sennett. That's kind of the one I have my eye on. Of course, you have the folks who already announced their intentions to transfer. We'll talk about that on Wednesday. Uh, but it, it will be good. I, I'm so happy we're getting one more game with Cooper Beebe especially. I hope we see some highlight blocks from him, uh, especially paving the way for Avery. Um, the, the the next part quote that I kind of pulled out, uh, Chris Kleiman made sure to say Avery Johnson has earned the right to start for this bowl game and had all sorts of uh, high praise for the true freshman. Talked about how he's very excited to see what he can do leading the offense. I think that's where all K-State fans are. I don't think it's any shade to Will Howard. I don't think it's any shade to the offense before this game because, quite frankly, it's one of the best in the Big 12. Uh, And, and again, as Fan and I talked, and if you haven't gone back and listened uh, to our episode about Will Howard, please go back and listen to that on Friday. I think it was a very good episode. Will Howard, without a doubt, is a top 10 quarterback. Um, Where he ranks amongst that top 10, it's up to anyone's interpretation. Um, So no shade at Will Howard, but I... And pumped to see Avery Johnson get an entire game and a game plan designed for him. Sounds like Chris Kleiman is as well. Uh, Chris Kleiman did say he is confident that Jacob Knuth will be able to serve as K-State's backup uh, quarterback for the Pop-Tarts Bowl. There were some rumors going around. Both Tim Fitzgerald and Derek Young, I believe rightfully, were reporting that there could be some issues uh, of his eligibility because he went from being a scholarship athlete at a Division One institution to a walk-on athlete at a Division One institution. I believe, I, I believe it is correct reporting. I think they're 
they're going to be able to get a waiver from the NCAA, but you are supposed to have to sit out an entire season if you're going from being a scholarship athlete to a walk-on um, while staying at a Division One school. I think that is used to kind of prevent uh, circumventing the scholarship limits in college sports. Um, but it sounds like he should be able to go. And that's really, I mean, he, he was asked about Will Howard, and he, and he said, hey, I, I love that kid. Um, and, and I don't think there's any hostility. I don't have any hostility towards Will. Nobody should have any hostility towards Will. If he goes to the NFL, I'll be pumped. I, I'll be cheering for him, hoping he gets drafted. If he goes off to another school, uh, you know, I, I want the best for him. As long as it's not, you know, at a school I consider a rival. Stay out of the Big 12. Don't go to Missouri. Don't go to Nebraska. Then whatever. Um, personally, I'm, I'm hoping someone gets in his ear and says, hey, you could be a six-round pick, and he goes pro. Um, but it sounds like he has a lot of folks coming after him. So, um, but a lot of love for Will Howard from Chris Kleiman. Um, and I mean, what else? I mean, the, the only other thing, uh, his favorite pop tart flavor is chocolate fudge. Me personally, I'm a s'mores guy, wild berry as well. I haven't had a pop tart in a while. Uh, so I might have to go to Hy-Vee, uh, and, and buy some this week, uh, and make that my breakfast. Uh, so again, nothing too crazy coming out of Chris Kleiman's press conference. Um, we'll move to basketball and, um, oh man, um, and, and we'll call it a day. Again, it's going to be a short episode uh, today. I, I apologize for it. Again, I I was waiting, you know, all day for, for the bull official announcement, um, kind of throwing things together um, before the uh, Chiefs game tonight. I'm wearing my Charlie Hustle Kansas City football crew neck sweatshirt, 1960, most comfortable crew neck I own. Um, basketball, look, it, it was another very frustrating night uh, for K-State basketball on Saturday. Um, back-to-back games uh, against sub-Ken Palm 150 teams going to overtime is not good. Um, this team has uh, some very real issues. Um, they are lackadaisical at times they just completely shut off and turn off for long stretches versus inferior opponents uh, and hell we saw it versus miami and usc as well um and, and i i think that it, it does stem from a lack of a leader in the locker room i think a lot of it stems from not being able to self-start and, and, and get yourself hyped up um and for better or worse, and I think in the long run, it's for the better. Jerome Tang says, hey, I, I need someone to be a leader. I will. I can't be that leader for you. And I do think that this coaching staff throughout the non-conference has taken a little bit more of a hands-off approach and says, all right, hey, you guys got to go fix it. I think we see it with Jerome Tang and how he uses timeouts in the non-conference. I think we see it... Um, as he's trying to shuffle different rotations, um, having some players try to work through things. Um, I, I think that Jerome Tang is kind of taking his hands off the wheel and saying, hey, you guys need to learn how to drive. Um, luckily, it has not occurred in a uh, bad loss. Now, you know, you, you really were not in either the USC or the Miami game. The only two... I mean, the two best teams you played, I was about to say only two teams with a pulse, but look, I, I think Providence is going to be a bubble team. I think they're going to be right there uh, with K-State on the bubble. Um, 
And I, I so, you know, if you get through the non-con and you don't have any bad losses, then, hey, that's fine. Uh, sadly, you only have one team left on the non-conference schedule, Chicago State, the final one, um, I believe early January, J- January 2nd or 3rd. Um, and that's the only game left on the schedule where if you play like you did last, uh, or on Saturday, excuse me, uh, that you can still find a way to win. Because, I mean, if you if you start the game like you did versus Villanova, they have the ability to end the game in the first half. Now, they're struggling. They're coming off of, I believe, two losses, two frustrating losses for them, two bad losses. So they'll be locked and loaded for Bear. They have their back against the wall, and they're a talented enough team that if you let them start hot, if you give them a 10-point lead at halftime or whatever, it ended up being 9 points, 7 points, whatever it was, um, they're not going to just allow you to get back. And they're good enough that if you go 10 minutes without scoring, you might be down 15 or 16 instead of just 6. Um, then you're going on the road for your first true road game of the season, going to LSU. Again, they're improved from last year. Um, and even last year, I mean, it went down to the buzzer uh, down in the Caymans. Uh, and then you're coming back home to Nebraska, who Nebraska, I mean, they're being, you know, I think Andy Katz and uh, Joe Lenardi had them in the uh, in the tournament. I don't know how they did versus Creighton. Um, I guess I can look that up while uh, we're talking about this. But also... Uh, and, and then you have, uh, right before Christmas, you have Wichita State and Kansas City. Any of those games can result in a loss. So Creighton absolutely blew out, absolutely demolished Nebraska and Lincoln. Um, so maybe I hyped them up a little bit too much. But they're good at, Nebraska is 100% good enough to beat us if we play like any of these four games. Any of these four games could be losses. Um, and you could find yourself, you could find yourself in a, in a little bit of a hole if you go 500. If you don't win three out of these next four, um, going into Big 12 play because the Big 12 is scary, folks. Like, I, I I know it's not double round robin, but it's it's a spicy conference, and I I don't want to be going into conference play needing to be 10 and 8 to make the NCAA tournament. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have backs up against the wall and having to worry about, uh, you know, putting up, you know, 10, 11 wins in conference play. And to avoid that, you really need to win three out of the next four. And really, it's going to help a lot if one of those wins can be versus Villanova at home so you can have a possible, you know, quad one, quad two win in the non-conference. Um you know, we're going to have to see what happens. Again, it's it's really frustrating because you can see how good this team can be. You see the flashes from the true freshmen. You see Tyler Perry absolutely turn it on in the second half of your game. Uh, Arthur Kaluma seems to have five minutes a game where he absolutely takes everything over. The issue is when you roll all that up, you're still left with about 25 minutes of basketball you know, that, that you, you look lost. You look like there's a lack of effort. There's a lack of emotion, lack of buy-in, as Chris or as uh, Jerome Tang likes to say. So, yeah, I'm a little worried. I know I caught a little bit of flack for that on Twitter, uh, which is fine. That, that 
here's the thing. I, I'm not mad at anyone who comes at me at Twitter uh, for me saying, hey, I think there's problems with this team. And me talking about how I'm worried about this basketball team because uh, Drone Tang elevated the standard. Drone Tang elevated our expectations. And I, I just don't think that uh, this team has performed to the level, even without missing uh, Quez Glover, even without missing, uh, you know, with, or excuse me, with missing Quez Glover, with missing uh, Naquan Tomlin. Uh, you know, on Saturday, missing uh, Will McNair, who, who's turned out to be a, a much better post player than I was ever going to give him credit for. Um, you, you shouldn't be playing with your food having to go to overtime with a team who is sub-200 on Kempom. And keep in mind that North Alabama was missing their top player. They were missing their top score. Um it was it was just a really really poor effort out there and and I just I just have a hard time hyping myself up and, and getting all pumped up uh, when that's what we've seen so far this year. Now I I don't I think they're they're going to turn it around. Um, I think when eventually Naquan Tomlin comes back and I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to deal with any of these latest round of rumors. There's there's stuff going around, but. It, but again, um, as, as long as Jerome Tang decides that his policy is going to be uh, everything stays in house, tight lipped, um, we're not going to ever know the full story. So that that leads to rumors spreading around. No, I I expect Naquan Tomlin to be back at some point this season, um, and that's going to be a jolt. I expect Quez Glover to come back at some point this season. I don't think it's going to be as big of a jolt. I'm a little more bearish on what he's going to bring. Uh, come January when he's back playing. Uh, but having him is better than not having him. Um, so I, I think that's going to be an added bonus. Um, if Will McNair uh, and Arthur Kaluma, if they can get their buy-in, if they can get everything in check, um, I think this team will improve. I, I just think that there is a larger amount of growing pains than I anticipated and I even thought there was going to be. I, I thought that uh, at times things were going to get rough and this this four game stretch is really going to say a lot. Again, Villanova probably not as good as we thought coming into the season. I would say Nebraska, LSU, Wichita State a little bit better than what we thought this season. This next four games is really going to tell us, okay, where are we a few weeks out from having to go through the Big 12 gauntlet? Um, so I'm I'm happy about that. I, I'm glad we're not going to have any questions coming out of the next four games. Um, we will know if we're ready for Big Twelve play. I don't think there's a scenario in which K State goes two and two or one and three or struggles through all this that then you can say, oh, you know, they'll, they'll have it figured out by Big Twelve play and they they can still go ten and eight. They can still go eleven and seven. No. I think we are going to know exactly what our expectations can fairly be for this program um, at the end of December. By Christmas, we will be able to definitively sit back and say, hey, this team can go 10-8, and 11-7, be in contention for top five, top six in the Big 12. We will know that uh, pretty definitively by Christmas time. That's not going to be a question anymore. Uh, the fun part about this team is we've seen the flashes, we've seen the moments, and now when they know they need to have it, they need to be turned on for 40 minutes. They know they can't you know, mail it in 
for 30 minutes and be able to go superhero in the final 10 minutes and win the game. They know that. We know that. Um, So the next four games is going to tell us a lot. Again, you got uh, Villanova on uh, Tuesday. You have LSU on the road on Saturday. And then I believe it is uh, Nebraska the following Sunday. And then you have Wichita State in Kansas City on that Thursday before Christmas. Wish it was a Friday. Uh, but I, I want to give some credit to Drum Tang. He likes to give guys the Christmas holiday off. He likes to um, allow them to go home and then get back before the new year. Um, that's why there was that weird game like on the Tuesday before Christmas at 1 p.m. That's why this game got moved from the Saturday, from the Friday before Christmas up to that Thursday. Um, he wants his guys to be able to get home for Christmas uh, if they want. So um, I'm not mad about it. Um, I, I still think it'll be a, a fun atmosphere in Kansas City. And quite frankly, on Tuesday, I think it's going to be a pretty good atmosphere. Um, I don't know if it's going to be packed to the rafters. I don't know if every single seat's going to be filled. I don't know. Um, I, 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 it's not going to be you know at, at that super high level that we saw at times last year. But it's going to be the best atmosphere we've seen so far this year. And, and I think it is going to be um, one of the you know top ten atmospheres you know for the season. Again, that's not necessarily saying much. Um, but I think it's going to be a good atmosphere. It's going to be a fun time. I'm looking forward to being there. I think the players are looking forward to playing in it. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm hoping it is a good game. I'm hoping they're competitive. I'm hoping they come through with a win. Um, but we'll see. I'm, I'm not going to go off the deep end if we lose. I'm not going to be hanging banners if we win. But it is going to be that first test of a four-game test that is going to allow us to know where we stand going into Big 12 play. That's all we have. Again, I, I'm sorry. I, I know we, we like to go 45 minutes to an hour on these Monday shows, um, so cutting it a little short today. Um, so I apologize about that. Uh, we will have the Q&A show tomorrow. If you're listening to this uh, in the morning, early afternoon, feel free to tweet. Use hashtag at AskBosco or tweet at Ask underscore Bosco. We'll answer that question uh, for Tuesday's episode. Wednesday's episode, uh, we're going to talk about uh, you know where things stand uh, when it comes to the guys in the portal for K-State, where things stand, how I think uh, K-State should handle going for portal additions uh, this winter. Um, and then Thursday, we'll have a basketball episode. Friday, we're going to have a guest of some sort. I don't know who yet, but we'll have a guest on Friday. Um, so let me know what you think about the bowl games as well. Uh, give me any of your thoughts. As always, we love talking to you guys. Uh, tweet at uh, Bosco's Boys, at Scott Wildcat, and I'd love to talk to you guys. So for Kellogg Brands and the Pop-Tarts Bowl, please uh, send me a private jet so I can go to Orlando. For Chauncey, the best dog in the world. For the Christmas spirit and holiday spirit all around us. My name is Scott McFarland. I want to say happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We love you guys, and go Cats. Santa Claus got a dirty job. Dirty job. Santa Claus got a dirty job. Santa Claus got a dirty job, and he does it all night long. Well, every year old Santa Claus loads up in his sleigh, and them reindeer running in front of him kick mud up in his face. And those chimneys he goes climbing down ain't exactly all that fun. But if he don't
get the job done. Don't you know that Santa Claus got a dirty job? Santa Claus got a dirty job. Santa Claus got a dirty job, and he does it all night long. Through wind and rain and blinding snow, Santa Claus never slows down. He's gotta keep on pushing them reindeer hard if he's gonna hit every town. Sneaking in, sneaking out for 24 hours straight. Gotta outrun them big guard dogs. Gotta do whatever it takes. Don't you know that Santa Claus got a dirty job? Santa Claus got a dirty job. Santa Claus got a dirty job. And he does it all night long. You know, John, I was just thinking. Oh, Santa Claus, he's a big man. He is. visits over 300 million folks every year, and Woo. everywhere he goes, you know what he finds? What? Cookies. And he eats them. He's got it. He's Santa Claus. It'd be rude not to. I'm just saying, you wake up in the middle of the night, you see that big man in your house making a beeline for the bathroom, you best get out of his way, because, you know... Santa Claus got a dirty job. Dirty job. Santa Claus got a dirty job. Dirty job. Santa Claus got a dirty job. And he does it all night long. Santa Claus got a dirty job. Santa Claus got a dirty job. Santa Claus got a dirty job. And he does it all night long. Yes, he does it all night long. He does it all night long. Merry Christmas, Micro. Merry Christmas, John Boy. Podcast Network.